What's that? Uh, what's that app that you use for your meetings? Otter. My name is Dorothy LeBlanc. Um, I'm so excited that y'all asked me to be here. I love the topic of where, how does the spirit work through you in your daily life? I love that. I'm 62 years old now, so I can tell you that I am late to becoming a contemplative. I was a busy mom. Um, I was raised cradle Catholic, so my understanding of faith was the things we had to memorize. I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that was my first half of life spirituality. And so many rules. Got to follow the rules. As long as you don't break the rules, you're in business. Um, when I made a switch in my life, second half of life spirituality, I happened upon the Episcopal Church, and this one in particular, because a friend asked me to come play mandolin for him as he did one of his songs. And, you know, walking in here, I recognized a lot of the uh, service. I did recognize a lot of what, it, they're so similar. But I got to say, there's something else. There was something else. There was a, a feeling of freedom to truly study. You know, it was this feeling that there's more than just the questions and the answers. And I wanted that. So I began with Richard Rohr. Love Richard Rohr. And my first book of his was Falling Upwards. And we studied it here at the church right when I joined at St. Margaret's. Wow, what a powerful affirmation of my life before I found Richard Rohr and the Episcopal Church and my life after. They both had a purpose. I got my, I, I got my structure when I was younger, and now I'm going to shake things up a little bit, and I'm going to try to understand. I'm going to try to absorb. So to tell you um, about this time, in 2003, in January, I woke up one morning to do my mammogram and found out I have breast cancer. Wow, that'll stop you in your tracks. My kids were both in high school. One of them was about to go to college. And whoo, <laughs> I went through all my treatments and um, I had this major epiphany when I was on the radiation table. Can't make this up. <laughs> I remembered my mother had breast cancer, and she told me during the treatment she would say three Hail Marys. So I felt like maybe I'll join and do what Mom did. And I did that for about five weeks. But that last part of your treatment, they just really kill you, you know. <laughs> and I got to the radiation table that day, and what I remember is two people I'd never seen before doing my treatment. They were both men. And there I am with a disfigured body on display and that machine and them writing on me. And a tear just streamed down my face. 
That was my moment, y'all. That was where everything pivoted. Instead of saying the three Hail Marys, which are very valid, and I love to pray the Hail Mary, I said, God, you have gotten my attention. I, I just, I can't ignore you anymore. I literally am going to survive this experience, and I'm going to let you place me where you want me in the world. So that day after my treatment, I, I don't know, I was touched by something. All of a sudden, I started meeting musicians and songwriters out of the blue. Five or six of them within a week. It's kind of like, wow, wow. I couldn't believe it. And they would all say, ooh, we want you to come do the open mic with us. And I'd say, but I only know Kumbaya. And they'd say, we love Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was really taken by that. And immediately I realized, wait, what's different between before the radiation table and after? Oh, that's when I said I was going to trust. Mm. That's why my falling moment, my falling upwards moment. And, wow, right? So I became a mom slash singer-songwriter and a children's musician is how I got started. And just my life changed. I'm not a seamstress anymore. I'm not just a school volunteer and a housewife anymore and a full-time mom anymore. I have that other hat that I can wear because I've given myself permission to listen to what God wants me to do. That was huge. So fast forward, I'm still at it. I'm still a songwriter. I'm very much a contemplative. Something in the last few years has happened I think it started one day because we lost our remote control for the TV. And I am mechanically challenged. I can set up a sound system for myself, but I can't figure out how to turn a TV on, you know, without the remote. And I know there's a way. Well, I, I wake up early in the morning and something happened. Like, it's like, oh, wow, this is nice. No commercials, no screamy television. And suddenly, it wasn't just morning, early morning. It was later in the day. And then it was, I don't know where the remote is, but I don't need it because it's not football or basketball season, and I like my quiet. That's when my writing really started to, to grow and become so much deeper and I think so much richer. I think that you can't hear what God and the Spirit are trying to tell you if you got all that other stuff going on in the background. I can't, I can't hear it, I can't focus on it. And I'm one of those weird learners that I don't instantly pick up my phone and do a little message to myself or anything. I got to write it down. So I kept a journal and paper and 
I found this wonderful songwriter workshop to start going to with Terry Hendricks, who is a, a Texas songwriter, and our duo partner, Lloyd Maines, who's the dad of the Dixie Chick. Mm. <laughs> They're very nice. They're good people. And, and they respected that I was trying to write on a spiritual bent. They respected that very much. Terry actually embraces that in her work, too. So I got a lot of encouragement from them. But here's the challenge. Yes, I hear what God is telling me. Yes, I'm thinking it, and I'm working it in my mind, and I'm, I'm, I'm achieving epiphany status. I know what's going on. I understand what lesson I'm supposed to learn. So I create a song, and then I spend the money to record it. Because I believe that if God places something on your heart and gives you the resources to share it, it's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. He's my co-writer. Mm -hmm. And I can do that part, too. And I can even send it and have it put in a CD. I'm good at that, too. I'm good at putting it on YouTube. I'm not good at pushing myself on people. And I was seeing a, a Christian counselor, and I told her, I said, man, this, the hard part for me is, like, how do you walk up to someone and say, I'd like to do a house show at your home if you would have me. I have these beautiful new songs I want to share, and I feel it called on my heart. I said, if I say that and they say no, I feel, I feel shattered. And this is what she told me. Would you say that God is your co-writer? Co and I, yeah, absolutely. He and I think about this, and we work on this, and we process this. And then she said, you know what? God's got really big shoulders. He can handle the rejection. You're not being rejected. He's being rejected. Don't let that stop you from asking. He can take it. And you know what? That gave me some confidence to start doing some house shows. It's hard for me, though. I know God's shoulders are stronger than mine, but the artist in me wants people to come to me and say, oh, my gosh, I really want you to come to my house, and I want to invite my friends and let you share your music. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So I have to learn. So I'm praying on that right now. I believe that if I'm given lyrics that speak to hearts, I have to get them out there. So that's one part of my spirit-inspired journey. I, I've also learned how to do something called visual poetry. Have y'all ever heard of it? No. All right. So let's say you took a book and you went, ooh, I'm going to use this page right here. I'm not going to read the page. I'm going to sit and look from the bottom up and find words that look like they could express something in me. So I might, ooh, here's pray, here's friends, here's blessed, harm, 
oh, I could, out of harm's way, I could use that. And then you create your own poetry from these random word bank words on page 62. Nobody's is going to be the same. And I find that it's what I'm meditating on that I always see those words, you know. And very often, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really blessed. And it becomes not only a piece of visual poetry, but a song. Isn't that great? So basically, you mark the words you want to use, and you have to black out the other words mm -hmm. to accentuate yours. And I do it with art. So I brought some samples for y'all to look at if you awesome. wanted to. Yes, please. Um, I, I believe in sharing this. I put them on Instagram every time I get one. And I formed a really neat collection of people who are also contemplatives, who really enjoy this so much. And here's something. And I finally got courage to put them on Facebook because people can be cruel on Facebook. Yeah. Go figure. Mm -hmm. You know what? God can take it. Mm -hmm. It's important that I share what I, what I learn when I spend time with him. So I brought my guitar. I would love to share a song that came to me and to show you how the spirit just flowed through me. I love those moments. Mm -hmm. I had a pencil and paper out, and I had just read that my friend Terry Hendricks from Texas had, <laughs> she and Lloyd had done a benefit free of charge all the way, you know, far from her home gets out to her car to go home, someone had ripped the catalytic converter out of her vehicle. I have no idea how much this costs, right? Until I heard $1,000 at least to get, your, get you back up to code so you can drive your vehicle. Oh my gosh, musicians don't have $1,000 lying around, usually, right? So I just remembered telling myself when I heard that, this world needs a big time healing. And I sat down and literally 15 minutes later, I was singing this song. Let me get my guitar. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> My friend is a traveling songwriter who, uh, one of the first men that I met, songwriters that I met, right after my radiation table epiphany, and we've become dear friends. He does not bring his nice guitar on an airplane. Mm -hmm. his, he's, he always just plans to go to a pawn shop or, you know, some garage sale when he gets there and find a cool guitar. Well, he found this, and he's a big Ani DeFranco fan. She lives in New Orleans now. And this is an Alvarez, like she played for a time. So he bought it, and he was camping out a lot at the time, and he said, you know, I want to remember this place, so I'm going to paint it. Man, everybody was like, whoa, look at that cool guitar. <laughs> until he tried to sell it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
guess what I got for Christmas last year? <laughs> I love it. It's, it's easy on the arthritic hands to be able to play, praise God. Mm -hmm. So this song is called Healing. This world needs a big time healing. No more lying, no more cheating, no more stealing. Let love be the greatest feeling. Let the healing begin today. Greet your sister and your brother with a helping hand. Lend an ear. Try to understand We're all here together It's part of the plan Let the healing Begin today This world Needs a big time healing No more lying No more cheating No more stealing Let love be the greatest feeling let the healing begin today take pride in all you do inspire everyone in your view you're here for me i'm here for you let the healing begin today. Y'all can sing along if you want. <laughs> this world needs a big time healing. No more lying, no more lying, no more cheating, no more stealing. Let love be the greatest feeling. Let the healing Begin today. No more hatred. No more fits of rage. Let's come together. Get on the same page. There's still a lot of good in this day and age. Let the healing begin today. This world needs a big time healing. No more lying, no more cheating, no more stealing. Let love, let love be the greatest feeling. Let the healing begin today. Let the healing came to me in 10 or 15 minutes mm. and that's how the spirit moves in my life mm. and I feel grateful now let me tell you the last part <laughs> um, I'm very open to a lot of musical 
experiences because I want to spend the rest of my life empowering people. I feel like I've been given this gift. I believe that I can make a difference and I want to spend the rest of my life knowing that somebody said, wow, okay, I can do that too. Well, I belong to an organization called the Adult Music Club of Baton Rouge. And I'm, I'm good friends with the man who founded it. <laughs> and he said, you know what, Dorothy? I want to have an all-lady band. All right, let's do it. I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. He didn't say what kind of music we were going to do. He said, all-lady band. And in my mind, I'm thinking, pretty harmonies, <laughs> a little strings. No, 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 no. He formed an all-woman punk band, and we're all 60 and over. Oh, awesome. And our name is Your Mom. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know it, it sounds silly, but we are literally the hardest rocking band in Baton Rouge, according to the really hard rocking bands. I believe it. It's been called Your Mom. We're Your Mom. And we play all over the place. And you know what? It warms my heart every time an older woman were to come up to me after a performance and say, I want to be you. Mm. You know, women go through depression. Women have a lot of, I'm, I'm the poster child for depression. And you know what? I feel like the spirit has moved in me in so many amazing ways, and now I'm sitting, I'm out there playing punk rock bass <laughs> and having people go, you know what? I can do that too. Mm. What if it gives someone a reason, you know, to, to pursue a dream? Mm. So that's really the rest of the story. Uh, mm. Thank y'all for inviting me to come thank and you. share my... Absolutely. Yeah. I'm so Thank glad you, you my story. story. Yeah. Oh. So cool. Yeah. I would love to see 